Hello guys, welcome to Feminist Inc. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. This the podcast where we rant and talk about just how hard it is to be a feminist in Nigeria. I mean, the struggle is real, people. It is real. Anyway, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about something very interesting. And it's a topic that you guys, or parts of it, you guys may not really know much about it, which is why I really took my time to look into it and do my research. Yeah. So, I'd like, you know, God just blesses me. Each week, I'll be like, ah, what am I going to post? What am I going to talk about this week? I have a general outline, but like, God just keeps blessing me. Somebody will just say something stupid or someone in my DM come into my DM and say something sexist and I'll be like ah my listeners have to hear about this you people have to hear about this my family has to hear about this I'll be like mm, that's my next podcast episode that was exactly what happened so some put on their status that we should preserve our culture even the bad sides because it is our culture we should preserve our culture whether it's bad or whether it's good or we should preserve it because it is our culture. And I'm like, what? What the heck? What the actual heck? Are do we still have people who reason like this? Like, seriously, and this was got me thinking. I'm like, there's so much of the, you know me now, how I like to relate everything to feminism. And it got me thinking that there's so much of this Nigerian culture, so much of our culture, that degrades women, much of our culture that does not benefit women. And with this kind of thinking that we should preserve all aspects of our culture, both the good and the bad, this is the kind of thinking that will continue to allow these practices to continue. It's people having this kind of mentality that will not allow us to change, change for the better, where women can live full lives without fear of being treated violently or anything like that. So I said, okay, I'm going to talk about it today. So, because of that, I went looking for different practices, both the one that we're still doing, both the one that we're no more doing, that don't benefit women. And I saw a lot, but obviously I can't see all of them. But I'll drop the links that I use, the websites that I use, I'll drop them in the show notes. Before I go on, Feminist Inc. podcast was mentioned in Fit Sports Top 80 um, Feminist Podcast to listen to. I am so going to drop the link in the show notes. You guys should go check out Top 80 Podcast. Like, I saw a lot of Feminist Podcasts that I'm listening to and I didn't regret it. So yeah, I'll drop the link in the show notes. You guys should check it out. Yes. So, back to what I was saying. Yes. I compiled a list of terrible cultural practices that we that the ones that have been practiced and the one that they're still practicing and the one that is practicing practicing mm, all of them i compiled the list so let me start the first one is um the first one is female genital mutilation yes i'm sure you guys at this majority of you will know about female genital mutilation this is the total or partial removal of 
showing the genitalia like the clitoris yes some parts of the vagina of the vulva rather and it's a terrible practice it's it can lead to many more complications in the future it can lead to um, infertility kidney problems painful sex painful urinating too many i saw so many consequences of female genital mutilation i was just like ah. and yet we continue to practice it and according to this um, study that i read they did a survey they asked nurses that do they participate in female genital mutilation and they said yes nurses oh nurses that went to school med school for that matter i'm sure they must know the adverse effects of female genital mutilation but because it is our culture that's what they said according to the study because it's our culture or is what we believe in then they will do it i'm like what is all these things because it's our culture because it is the way it is according to the words of my favorite feminist icon chimamanda culture does not make people people make culture if it is true if it is true that the full humanity of women is not our culture then we can and must make it our culture culture does not make people people make culture you can't tell me that because something is your culture you must follow it blindly after all it's a set of people that made that made that culture in the first place and it can change culture can evolve ah, my mother is just so wise like how can a nurse be telling saying it like there's some parts of our culture that we're not even meant to be saying outside like we're meant to be so ashamed to say it that's how bad it is destroying the lives of many women and giving them future complications when they're in their sexual lives when they're married or when they're trying to have children or just even in their existence because imagine having pain when you want to urinate like and that's something we do on a daily basis i don't know i don't know for some people and the thing is that we believe that um female genital mutilation will make a lady less promiscuous that um, if you remove that part she won't be sleeping around what's the reasoning there uh, some people believe that uh, the, the part they cut off are dirty and unclean so they want the female to be clean for her husband and all this is just a means of controlling women and their sexuality honestly speaking like nothing other than that because apart from controlling women that's all and it's really sad then we have um early child marriage or early marriages or child marriages this one is very popular in the north you know i'm i think in the south southwest we used to do it too but thankfully at least that's one thing the colonizers were good for they brought education and we saw the errors of our ways so even if we still have child marriages here in the south not really as widespread as it used to be but in the north they've not changed they don't want to learn i don't know i don't even know why child marriages is still very alive and happening and it's so 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 sad because these girls just girls as young as nine getting married and 
soon we not that is our culture. What kind of rubbish culture is this? No, 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 no. This is an example of a culture that needs to go. It needs to go. Ch- children, children, giving birth to children. How horrible is that? Like, my God. Like, and it means that. Do you know how I know that this situation is very sexist? You don't hear boys getting married at the age of 10. No? You never hear anything like that. But girls can get married at the age of 10. Rubbish. Just all the way for men to control women. Because when they're so young, they're so malleable, you can still twist them and treat them or treat them. And then they don't have an education. So you can use them the way you want to use them. Ah, just a very terrible cycle. I don't know. It's really, 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 really terrible. And it's our culture. This is a culture that needs to go. No one can tell me that we should preserve this kind of culture. Anybody that tells me this kind of thing is a monster. Evil one. That has been, probably has been brainwashed. Ah. Then, you have widowhood rights. Even though I thought widowhood rights was popular amongst the Igbos. Or the Southeast. When I was reading about it, widow rights actually performed in some places in the Yoruba land. And what are widow rights? Widow rights are just basically um, rituals. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Are rituals or practices that the widow must perform when her husband dies, like drinking the water that they used to wash the dead body she would drink it just to prove that she didn't kill her husband or sleeping with the dead shaving her head that they're, they're just different like that and it's our culture is it not but tell me is this culture not degrading because i don't hear men doing the same for their wives when their wives die they marry another one as fast as they can say hey, the man cannot take care of himself but it's not no such way for the woman. If a woman should marry another man very quickly after her husband dies, you say uh, she didn't mourn her husband, she killed her husband. See how quickly she married again. But if the man should marry another woman, you say uh, he needs a woman to take care of him. Is he is, is a child? What nonsense! And so this is another culture that needs to go. It needs to go. Period. Okay, then we have um, um bride kidnapping. This one was just I was like I was reading about it and like how come I'm not heard of this bride kidnapping? But then I saw that it's, it's actually a practice that that is not really common again in Nigeria. You see, culture can change. We used to do it before, but now we're not doing it again. According to the article I read, they say it was quite widespread in the Tiv you get there tribe of Benue. But thankfully it has phased out. So this bride kidnapping, the man would kidnap her, hold her hostage, and then negotiate with her family. Can you imagine? They didn't even ask the girl if she wants to get married. The, the opinion of the girl does not even matter in this in this situation. Nothing, just kidnap her like she's like she's what a cow or a pig. Kidnap her, don't even ask for her opinion, then go and negotiate with her family as if it's a family you want to marry. Thankfully, it has faced out. So, you see, 
culture can change. Sadly, this culture is still alive and happening in some parts of Sudan. Hopefully, it phases out there too. With the influence of more. No, actually, sometimes the Western, sometimes colonization may have done some good things for just little, little, very little. They did more harm than good, but at least let us even reap the benefits of that good that they did, that little good that they did. Then the last one, breast ironing. They say this breast ironing it shocked me. It shocked me past. I swear. They say this breast ironing is the most one of the most underreported crimes associated with gender-based violence. It is thought to affect 3.8 million women globally. That is a lot of women. 3.8 women globally. How? How? That is a lot of women. Please, I know it may in comparison to how many women are in the world, it may not seem like a lot. But if one of us is suffering, then all of us are suffering. If one of us is going through this thing, then all of us are in pain. What of a world when no woman has to go through breast ironing? I'm talking. You guys don't know what breast ironing. Breast ironing is using stone or hot pest tool or something, something hot or hard to flatten a girl's breast. Imagine they'll be throwing stones on your on your breast. Just to flatten it, and usually done to pubescent girls. Because they, by their mothers, because their mothers believe that if they flatten their breasts, they will not be sexually attractive to men, and men will not sexually harass those young girls. Everything about that thinking is just so wrong on so many levels. One, the belief that stone can make your child's breast flat. Like, this is why I believe that women need to go to school. Because if they're going to school, they will know that this thinking is wrong. How can stone or pest to flatten your just flatten a child's breast, just causing an injury? And then um the fact that they think that if that the, the child has flat breasts, men will not sexually harass them. It's a lie. It's a lie. This Muslim women that wear this flowy clothes and cover their body from head to toe, they still get raped, they get sexually assaulted. Plus the one that is wearing short skirts and pants and bra, plus the one that is covered from head to toe. If a man wants to sexually assault a lady, he will sexually assault her, irrespective of what she is wearing or how busty she is. Men sexually assault flat girls that don't have any breasts, that don't have any pump up. So it's a lie. It's a big lie. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Ah, no. But they don't know. Can you really blame them? Because. The, the sexual harassment is just too much and then all they're trying to do is to protect their girls but um, sometimes I wish there was more I could do when I hear stories like this I'll don't worry I'll drop all my articles that I used in the show notes you guys should really read up on them like like I don't know I wish I wish there was more I could do that's why I started this podcast to educate people, to enlighten people that feminism is still very much needed. Sometimes you hear a guy, and tell the guy I'm a feminist, be like, eh, men and women are equal. Tell me, tell me what part of breast ironing gave you the idea that men and women are equal. In fact, it's like I should slap all those guys. 
I'm getting violent. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Anyway, we've come to the end of this episode. I hope you guys learned a lot. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to leave a review. Follow me on Instagram at Feminist Inkstays. I'm also on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Feminist Inkstays. And um, subscribe. Click the bell so that anytime I post, you receive a notification. So you'll be the first person to listen. Yeah, it was like, duh. So anyway, bye guys. See you on my next episode. See you next week.